Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Of course, you realize this is Ninja Appreciation Day, and uh, we had the big Lam Martina, who is the sensei of the ninjas, mm-hmm. up earlier. Well, now we are joined by Ninja... Sensei Lamb. Yes. Sensei Lamb. <laughs> Sensei Lamb. Yes. Now we got Ninja <laughs> Jacob, or as Tunchilkin used to refer to him as Jacob of Israel. That's and right. That's yeah, exactly so. And he joins us right here in the locker room with Max and I. And Jacob, what were you thinking when you saw the all you know the tight ends? You got Firemood, you got Zach Gentry and Connor Hayward. The guy that and as Max talked about before, the guy I was really kind of pulling for on the side was Kevin Rader because mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they sure still guys. pick him up. Local guy, Pine Richard guy. Before I get there, let me just say, I've missed you guys. I just spent the last <laughs> month every single day with you guys, waking up at meals. Right before bed, I would see Max in the hallways of the dorms in Latrobe. And I haven't seen you guys in so long. And now I get to be on the show. It's it's nice to be back. It's nice to be among friends again. Yeah. Well, we are we are happy to have you, Jacob. And once again, I, I've got I've got to throw some extra love on you, Jacob, for the early on of the of this show. Uh, the incarnation of when I first came oh, in yeah. uh, to the locker room and all of all of the things that you had to do to get me online. <laughs> I mean, and, I... and just all of the, the troubleshooting. Uh, I felt like at one point, uh, Jacob, I felt like I, I pictured you standing on top of like the table, uh, uh, you know, behind the glass, uh-huh. like with with like some tinfoil curled in the corner, kind of like a kid uh-huh. trying to tune for his parents' old school TV. And like holding you were like the, holding, holding a wire. To get the at a signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like you had one of those parabolic microphones. Every direction <laughs> possible just to get to Max. Yeah. Jacob, you got to tell the one yeah. story though. Oh, Max. Yeah. This is a great story this, for this those who. Yes. I feel like, Wolf, you've told it a lot, but I'll, I'll go ahead and you tell go it ahead. again. Tell me your version. Heard from, it. Yes. So there was another. So this was early on. When Max, we were still working out the kinks, getting Max's connection 100%. And I, something went wrong with the connection, and I'm freaking out because we're getting to 10 o'clock. It's like 10 o'clock and like 15 seconds into that hour, and they, the guy's got to come on the air. And all of a sudden, I hear a banging on the glass from Wolf, and he, I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I can't hear. I don't know what's going on. I can't hear. 
And I'm like, come on. Like, I, I'm dealing with Max every day. Like, I don't need this now. And so, and so you were in, at that point, we're in two different rooms, right? right. You're in your, you're in your host room and I'm in the producer room. So I got to leave my room as like the intro music is playing. And we're just, everyone's just waiting for the music to die down and, and start hearing you guys start to talk. And I go into Wolf's room and I'm like, okay, what, what could be wrong? And I, and I, and I go through everything that the, that the normal issues where they usually arise, right? And I'm going down my checklist, and I'm like, this is good, this is good, this is good. What is going on? I run back into my studio, and I go, everything on my end is good. I run back into Wolf's studio again, and I go, what is, what is it? What is it? And then I, I, I just, I don't know what caught my eye, but I just look down, and Wolf, Wolf's headphones, oh, man. They were unplugged. Wolf's headphones were just. They were not connected. They were just sitting on the, they were just lying on the floor. I'm sitting there, we got the headset on. And so, so what was great about that day, Max, what, so Wolf loves to tell that, that part of the story, but the second half is actually a, another part that I fondly remember. I was dealing with trying to get Max on. I was stressed. Uh, I was now dealing with Wolf, and so my head is spinning. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm fuming. I'm, like, sweating from all the stress. And just the fact that it was such a non-issue, just all I had to do was plug in the headphones. It was the perfect remedy. It, like, first, in some twisted way, it calmed me down. It was like, this is okay. Everything always works out. You're going to have days where you have bigger issues Today, look at this. All you have to do is plug in a headset, and that fixes that issue. And so all of a sudden, I just, and like, in one fell swoop, I just completely calmed down. I got his headphones in. I said, just go ahead, start talking, bring us in. And then, like, 30 seconds later, Max and I just magically patched together, and Max was on the air, like, 15 seconds later. So it was all good. That's the, that's the part of the story that I love the most is just how... Even though it was, yes, a very silly moment by Wolf, it was something, it was just exactly what I needed. A non-issue, an issue, but non-issue to really oh. calm me down. Oh, that my was, goodness. That was a yeah. stress. Because as Max says, there were a lot of stressful mornings where we were working it out, trying to figure out, because we had never really done all this, you know, remote with Wolf in studio and another guy out of studio at the same time so frequently every single day. So it, it was early on, too, so we were really stressed about it because some days it would work and some days it wouldn't, and this day it wasn't working, and then Wolf had his little headphone issue. But it was I'm telling you, it was the perfect medicine to really just put it all into perspective and, and let, me, let me realize, like, it's a, it's a fun show. Like, this is a fun job to come to work with you guys every day. And like I said, like, it was my, it was my first training camp. You guys have had many as both talent... Uh, from a broadcaster's perspective and from being on the team, it was my first. It was a great experience starting every single day with you guys, whether it was looking out at the, at the, the mountain, seeing how humid it was, whether it was swatting away the bees, yes. whether it was watching Wolf try to fight off a skunk. I mean, there were... <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot the skunk of, was legendary. It was, the skunk was legendary in a monsoon. It was a in a monsoon. It was a lot of memories packed into just my very first training camp, but it was a great it was a great time. So, oh, and so to, to put a bow on it, it's it's as I said, it's great to be amongst friends again. Yes, it is. That was absolutely fantastic, and that's why he is Ninja Jacob, otherwise known as Jacob of Israel by the yep. late great Don Chilkin. Uh, for, certainly, you know. It's magical. The, working together has always been fun. 
Yeah. And I've truly appreciated you and your efforts for Max and I being able. But I will say this. When you when you, when you held up that, that cord oh, man. and it wasn't plugged in, for a moment I thought I was going to get the death rays. <laughs> there was, know, there something was bad flash. was going to happen. There, there was, was a, a flash. flash of, oh, my God, I could take this, this cord and just strangle you and walk out of here. And no one would know. No one would be any wiser. But it was because he's a not flash. connected. <laughs> right. Connected. Nobody knows I went down. <laughs> it was just a flash, though. And then all of a sudden, the, the calm spread over me, and it was okay. Well, the other thing we got to do, yeah. Max, is we got to draw Ninja Jacob in because he also does a podcast. Yes. And you do that with who? On the same yeah. radio network as you guys on SNR, yes. do it with Tom Offerman, who will be on the show with you guys. Shirtless Tom, later another today. ninja. It's called the Steeler Standard, where you can find it in the same place you find the locker room. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, Steelers.com, wherever you get your Steelers contact, on, on the iHeartRadio app. It's all over the place. We are we are everywhere. We are not just behind-the-scene ninjas. We are everywhere. You know, it should be called... As ninjas are. Straight from the ninjas. Wow. Very Wolf, good. I mean, yeah. you're throwing a wrench. Uh, we've had this show name for a couple of years, and you just introduced this great one. We had to do a whole rebranding. I got to call Quinlan no, up. No, 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 no. But while we have him here, Max, I'm going to ask him, what was your thoughts with the uh, cuts you've seen thus far? So you had asked about my opinions on the tight ends yes. to start. Yes. And I know we're, we're a little uh, heart-heavy to see the, the Pine Richland kid, Kevin Rader, go. Yep. However, I think we can all say – that Connor Hayward really impressed us throughout camp. I mean, the guy's connection to Kenny Pickett specifically, we saw in the first preseason game when Kenny threw his first, uh, I believe it was his his second touchdown pass of that Seattle game, saying he was really happy to have Connor out there. And he was really happy to throw that touchdown pass to Connor. So it's pretty obvious Connor was making his way through the team, making an impact felt, whether it was in practice or on the field during the preseason games. And sometimes... That's what matters the most when you make the difference. And it's nothing against Kevin Rader. It's just I think Connor Hayward made that splash this year, and rightfully so. I mean, as expected, Tom and I actually just made this comment on our show yesterday saying, yes, the last name Hayward is present and it is known. But this guy was coming out of Michigan State. He's a big dude. He is versatile, whether it's in the pass blocking game or as a receiver. He was going to be whether he was drafted in the late round or picked up as an undrafted free agent, this guy was going to be on an NFL roster sometime this year. And it's just, I think it's very fortunate for the Steelers to have a guy like Connor Hayward on the team. I know the the three tight end set that the Steelers have run since last year with Fryermuth, uh, Gentry, and Raider was favored, but I, I don't think that we're taking any bit of a step back here replacing Connor Hayward with, with, uh, with Kevin Raider. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I think when you look at it, you have to say that Connor Connor came in. He was a willing combatant. He was working exclusively with the tight end group. Mm-hmm. That's how they wanted to view him. And, and, and I mean, he, he, he performed admirably, and, and it was tremendous to watch him. I mean, some of the times we were sitting up there when they had those earlier scheduled pre-rain practices mm-hmm. where we were actually going live, mm-hmm. and you saw him, like, taking, like, some wheel routes, and then you saw him kind of a, kind of a seam routes down, down the middle, and the, the kid looked just so fluid. You wouldn't have thought he was an H-back fullback type, mm-hmm. the way that he had great hands and great speed. So I think that also made it tougher when you think of a guy like Kevin Rader who was – Definitely known for his blocking 
and you know was it was a great pressure relief valve guy but when you're talking about technical route running I think Connor kind of shined in that moment and just made it undeniable that you had to have him on the roster you know I, I absolutely agree with you guys and the thing that is that that bothers me the most is we lost the best blocking tight end you know Zach Jeffrey, certainly, certainly the biggest yeah, yeah right. 612 is, is is an excellent blocking tight end but I will say this when you watch go back to who was it uh, Seattle when Kevin Rader took Puna Ford, who is like a, a redwood stump with a bowling ball <laughs> on top of it, and took him four yards off the ball with some of the best flat back. I don't know. Kevin maybe should put on another 50 pounds and come back and play an offensive line because I'll tell you what, he could really do a job coming off the ball. He, he, run, he would run block the way we did back in the 80s. You know, flat back, roll yeah. over your front foot, put your forehead in some man's chin and then rip to rock with your fists, that sort of thing. Uh, that's what I'm going to miss. And I'm, I'm hoping that he gets brought back and goes P-Squad and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'd love to see him just be available, I think, to this team. Yeah. I think uh, there are a lot of guys that were cut yesterday that people are looking forward to to just remaining with the team just in, via that practice squad format because they, they can bring something to this team. Like you mentioned, Kevin Rader, probably the – I mean, without, without a doubt, the biggest tight end we have on this team. And – if he did put on a little weight, yeah, he'd just be your your prototypical offensive lineman. He's he's of that size. He's of that strength. It's just I think this with the Matt Canada offense, people are looking for a little more of a fluid to to borrow a word from Max, a more of a fluid offense. And I think Connor can contribute more in that sense than Kevin Rader could have. Very good. Ninja Jacob, I want to thank you so much for stepping in with us. Thank here. you guys. Appreciate I mean, it. Have a donut on your way out. I've already had two. <laughs> yes, I please wanna, do. I, I want to leave some for Tom because he's not here yet. So I, I don't want to, you know, when we have game day broadcasts, right, and it's Caliente's yes. and we're eating, I always feel bad because I'm I'm always the one who goes and picks up the pizza for us from the front door. So I lay it out, and I'm always the one that gets the first pick. And Tom's mm. like, Jacob, you could have left me, like, the best the best slice <laughs> one time, the, the, the biggest wing one time. I go, Oh, I'm sorry. It just it looks so good. <laughs> so I'm I'm really trying to restrain myself here because it's a it's a special day. So I'll let Tom uh, get get in on there. When Thank you so in. much. Absolutely. Appreciate Thank it. you guys. He's one of the guys that makes his role. That's Ninja Jacob. Appreciate it. And the podcast Thank is you, what Jacob. again? The Steeler Standard. Steeler Standard. Straight from the ninjas. There you go. Hey Max, great talking to you as always, buddy. Yeah, pleasure as well, Jacob. Take care, bud. Hopefully, I will be seeing you soon. For sure. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on with the. Wide receivers, okay? Tell me a little bit about the wide receivers, Max, because I was not expecting seven guys. Yeah, uh, me, me neither. But we, but here's the thing we talked about, Wolf, right? We talked about just how talented this wide receiving group was. And early on in camp, we knew they were good. We're like, oh, we got a lot of guys, but a lot of unknowns. And as we went through training camp, as we went through these preseason games, guys just emerged. And they just presented themselves as, you know, just strong guys and really made this competition a lot tougher. And I think also it helped a lot of those young guys kind of get into the spotlight because you had Deontay Johnson, who was out. You had Chase Claypool, who who had a shoulder injury, which allowed for a lot of other receivers to come in and kind of get more playing time than they probably anticipated coming into training camp. And so, we got to see the Tyler Sneeds. We got to see the Tyler Vaughns, right? We got to see Calvin Austin um, early in this season. And, of course, we got to see what George Pickens was really made of yeah. um, as a second-round pick. And you look at that and you say, man, this was crazy. But then you get a Miles Boykin in there. 
you get an Anthony Miller in there, and we started to see, man, this is this is a tough competition. Yes. The, all these guys are good, and then you throw in Gunnar Osheski, who was supposed to just be a punt returner. This yes. guy's a Pro Bowl, All-Pro caliber punt returner, and he got in there. And you're talking about some of those crossing routes, yep. the tough routes that a lot of receivers turn down or get alligator arms. <laughs> this yeah. dude was going right into the fire. Yes. And he was making some tremendous catches. And then in the preseason, catching the touchdown pass, right, running these crisp routes and realizing he has more to offer than just being a special teamer guy. This guy is an offensive asset to us. And so now it makes it tougher. And so I don't blame Mike Tomlin and, and Omar for looking at this and saying, no, we need seven of these guys because all seven of these guys can go and we don't want to lose them. Now you do end up releasing – Cody White and the terrible Tylers, Tyler Sneed and Tyler Vaughns, um, to get to your seven. But you think about Miles Boykin, undeniable. Big body guy, can make some circus catches, and he also can tackle very well on special teams. So you say, that guy's a lock. Because that guy, he presents a Chase Claypool-esque type of body type. Exactly. And it's an insurance policy if Chase does have a nagging injury or something – you know, rears his head. We, we, the theme of this has been depth throughout throughout this whole process as we talk about this show. And that depth is is having a guy who has another body type similar to Chase Claypool to where you're not without if anything happens. And then I think you look at Steven Sims, what he had to offer. Those two 38-yarders really do stick out. Well, we can talk about a highlight reel. They do. So, so if Gunner if Gunner can't go or Gunner had a lot of offensive um, plays – now you can put a Steven Sims in, and you don't have to worry about a drop-off with, with the return game. Also, he's a jet sweep guy. Yep. He could take it yard if you need him to. So now you start to see overlap, a gunner, a Steven Sims, right? A Boykin and a Claypool together. And then, of course, for Deontay and George Pickens being another guy to be, to be your lead receivers if anything should happen, and they can flip-flop and change because we talked about positional flexibility and nobody really being like the X and the Z traditional receivers – but guys who could be on the field and play all those positions. And so I, I'm, I, I'm happy with it. I mean, I look at it, and I'm like, you know what? It makes good sense. If you're going to be an offensive team that's doing a lot of misdirection, you're going to be a lot of handoffs, jet sweeps, fake jet sweeps, shovel okies, and all that kind of stuff, you need, you need a lot of different body types. And you need those guys to be able to be crossover flexible so you can't key in on any of them. So I think when you look at it, I mean, I, I like this wide receiver room. I think, I think it's a very talented group. And a group that's going to uh, it's going to give us a lot a lot a lot of uh, a lot of splash plays, so to speak, uh, in the offense this season. Max, we're going to jump uh, to the offensive line. We've talked a lot about these guys, all right. And you, like you said, the best quote on the offensive line was yesterday when you said the ninth guy wasn't on the roster yet. Well, now we know yeah. <laughs> he wasn't. You know, and Jesse Davis is is you know is going to comprise. Uh, he's going to be the next what six guy in. Uh, they're going to have this guy. Um, they brought him in from Minnesota. He was where else was he? Uh, somewhere else. Uh, Miami. For Miami. A long that's time. right. That's Thank where he you. got a bulk of his starts. Yes. Yeah. Up until he went to Minnesota this year. Yes. That's actually, right. Funny enough. Yeah. Which is funny because I wore seventy three in Minnesota as well. So anyhow. <laughs> oh, you that. guys! Look at you guys can bond over donuts or oh, caliente pizza. How about that? About the, that, the biggest thing, and we're because because the thing we wanted is we're gonna j- got to jump to the defensive side, you know, when we come back here. But the offensive, uh, the offensive line, it's pretty much the way we thought with the fact uh, with and the addition of Jesse Davis, which I thought was to me it surprised me. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a little surprising when you think about it because 
you know, you had Joe Haig, you had John yep. McGlue, right? Guys who also played multiple positions on your offensive line. But, you know, I talked about this yesterday, Wolf, and I think this is kind of the mindset they went in with, was that they needed a guy to come in and be a guy who could push Chooks, who could push Dan Moore, who could push Kevin Dotson and push James Daniels to continually work to get better as a unit. Because this guy brings a whole lot, heck of a lot of starts. He does. Uh, in his career, I think it's what, 72? 72 in 80 had. games. Yeah. Yeah, in 80 games. So so this is a starter. <laughs> yeah. This is a starter coming in. And he could, and he started all four positions for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. You know, the first player to do that. And as a rookie, he started all four positions. Think about that. A rookie coming in and having to play at, at different points four different positions in one season. Right. That's just – so when you think about the utility and the flexibility that he has, this is a quality depth signing. And you didn't have to give up that much to get him. No. You know, it's conditional, what, seventh-round pick? Yeah, conditional um, Conditional seventh, proven starter. Yeah. Conditional seventh, proven starter. 70-plus starts, seventh-round pick. I think it was a very easy decision for the Steelers to make – and it came at a great value for them. And now you have a guy that can plug and play. So say you need Kendrick Green to be focused in more at center. Um, right. As, he, as he's on his swing duties. Well, now you have Jesse Davis, which allows Kendrick to kind of focus in on that. Because, True. you know, six man off the bench is going to be him unless it's the center position. So it just it makes the most sense, I think, Wolf, to, to have him there. And, and he was a guy that wasn't on my radar, and I'm glad that 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 he was he was he was on Andy and Omar's radar right. for them to go find him and go get him and bring him in. Beautiful. All right, that's yeah. we're we're gonna next up, my friend, because uh, let's see, we're gonna go to the defensive side. Okay, so defense. what do you think? Start with the yes. defense. We'll go with the defensive yeah, think, line. Yeah, let's go D line first. I okay. think I think that's a good place to start. Sounds good. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas coming up next. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, of course, we are joined by our uh, yet another of the incredible ninja triplets and quadruplets and cinquentlets or something. Nailed it, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, I had three ninjas on the docket. <laughs> Too many ninjas. Yeah, we got ninjas we got, coming out the woodworks. We got shirtless Tom here. And by the, how did you get the name shirtless Tom? Oh, I have to give credit to Brian Lamartina, our fearless leader for that, and our old colleague Adam Crowley okay. used to produce the Adam Crowley Show. And you know, when you're a young show like that, just trying to make your way in this Pittsburgh market, you want to separate yourself. So, what's the best way to separate yourself? Put someone on the internet shirtless all the time. <laughs> That'll draw a ton of attention, and it did. So. Yeah. Shirtless Tom was born, and I don't think I'm ever going to lose that nickname now. It seems to be sticking. No. And, you, and you're going to have to perform when called upon to, ha to have a shirtless moment. Shirtless Tom, I need to see it. Well, you know, we're just going to have to we're gonna have to do that. The best part is since I've transitioned to Mark Madden as his producer and Crowley left, I haven't taken my shirt off. So it's like that build-up oh, now. Everybody's anticipating it. So when I do, it's like this big event now, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do it Thursday down for the backyard if, brawl. If you've been working the pipes yeah. at all or anything like oh, that, I'm the opposite of working the pipes. <laughs> I've been eating donuts, is what I've been doing. 
That's the way to go. 10-ounce curls, baby. 10-ounce curls. (laughs) There you go. All right. What is the hardest part of your job, Ninja Time? Man, can I say that that really isn't a hard part because I just enjoy it so much? Uh, You've experienced when there's technical difficulties, and that can get a little herring. But I like that part, too, because it lets you critically think fast. So you have to solve a problem on the fly like... We're on the air. People know when things are going wrong or we're off the air. Like you, It's a lot of pressure to get things back up and running normally. So I, I embrace that. I like that. But that, that can get a little stressful. That makes your heart race a little bit. Um, Mark, with Mark in that part of producing, it's it's a lot of guest booking. You know, you got to coordinate things really far in advance. Make sure you got guys that he really wants to talk to or girls that he really wants to talk to. Uh, like you two gentlemen, when you always grace us with your presence on the show. We always appreciate that. But... I'd say the hardest part of the the gig is the stress that comes with it. There's just constantly stress. Your heart's constantly beating. But if you like that kind of environment, then it's definitely a job that you can do. Dealing with talent like you guys is the easiest part. You guys make this thing a breeze. What what talent? The talent of not having a talent is, is also a talent. I got to ask him this, Max. If you were faced with the same dilemma as Jacob, Ninja Jacob, trying to get the show on the air, and the, the host is sitting there going, I can't hear it, while uh, stupidly not plugging his headset in, would you have taken a cup? Who did and, that? Yeah, yeah wonder yeah. me. Where, where on the list would checking headphones for connectivity fall on the list of things to figure out? Uh, that would That's be just really what he's asking. pure frustration, honestly. Not, I'm not going to lie to you, Wolf. We go back behind closed doors there, and that's a, what the heck was that? You know what? If, if it was shirtless time, I might have caught a Louisville slugger right behind the, the back of my head. <laughs> oh, quick little bad. dirt nap. <laughs> now, because yes, exactly. Now, because you do a podcast with mm-hmm. Ninja Jacob, yes, sir. All right, um, straight from the ninjas. I, I keep calling it that, but what your podcast—that's yeah, the uh, the nickname for it. Straight yes. from the ninjas, Steeler Standard. <laughs> Steeler Standard. Okay. Now we were we're at the defensive line. Give me your professional opinion on what what the defensive line cuts look like. Uh, the defensive line cuts aren't surprising at all. I think guys like Henry Mondeau, who've been here for a while, the Davis brothers, it just caught up with them depth-wise. You know, they were a little thin at that position the past couple years due to injuries, but they finally have been able to make some good signings and hopefully get people healthy. And now I think it's transitioned to potentially the best position group on the entire team, offense and defense. It's certainly the deepest. Chris Wormley off the bench as your fourth man. I love that Chris Wormley. I He's think that's exactly yeah. where he needs to be. That's a perfect role for him. I think the big three, Alu-Alu, Ogunjobi, and, and Hayward, obviously, are, are great defensive linemen. And I'm excited to see that unit for sure. And, again, it stinks to see a guy like Mondo go. Uh, Carlos Davis, you thought maybe had some potential moving forward. But depth just caught up with them. There was just too many guys in front of them that deserved the spot more than them. I'm sure they'll catch on either practice squad or another team that's in need of de- defensive line help. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, here, here's the other thing I'm looking at, Tom, is we take this back from a year ago and just how starved we were for, for depth mm-hmm. at that position. And even though we didn't see Montrevious Adams in this preseason because he's dealing with an injury, what does that say about him that he still made the squad like over the other guys who were active, like we just listed, that were, that were released? Yeah, and I think you even go back to last year. It didn't take, and this was maybe born more out of necessity than his actual play level, but 
didn't take long for him to get signed off the practice squad of what the Saints it was, mm-hmm. come in and be a contributing member. I think he started a couple games on that defensive line. And again, there were so many injuries, so you have to kind of plug him in there. But the fact that he was able to impress the coaches enough with his play to be continued to be plugged in there and then be brought back this year on a contract and make the team, he's certainly shown flashes that he's a capable player to not just, you know, make this roster as kind of a guy for depth, but throw him in there on a couple of downs if you need to. Uh, there's so many options rotation-wise that they can go with now. And I think that's so key in the NFL these days. If you can keep your defensive line fresh as can be without losing too much talent by rotating guys through, you're going to make the offense's life a living hell, especially that quarterback. Steelers standard, straight from the ninjas. <laughs> Shirtless Tom, thank you for joining us. Thank, thank you, you for guys. all your hard work. Of course, work looking forward to another do. season. And, and helping me plug in my headset. <laughs> do you need help with that, the volume? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before I get out of here? I got it, I got it. Thank you so much. Yeah. You. All right, that's it for Shirtless Thanks, Tom. Tom. <laughs> yes, all right. <laughs> you know, he made a great point. I really hated to see Henry Mondu uh, not make the team. Um, I thought watching him in the last game especially – the work that he did at nose tackle, I I hadn't seen Henry play that well at nose tackle previously. I, he did a lot of three technique, and I don't know. For whatever reason, I kind of latched on and got a good gander at what he was doing. He looked pretty darn good, and I would only think that that it, it just the fact was Montrevious was the guy that they would have backing up Tyson is what I figure. Yeah, no, and, and, and so – to recap from yesterday for journalistic integrity. Yes. Thank you. Um, we had six defensive linemen, right? And we had that floater position yes. that we're talking about. And we picked Mondu. So we actually picked a seventh lineman. It's just the X factor was Montrevious Adams because Montrevious hadn't played. And we didn't know if that was going to be good or bad for him. Um, but apparently enough was done in practice, enough from his resume from last year carried over, that they felt confident that once he's up to speed, he would be the guy who would back up Tyson Alualu and that Henry Mondu, even though he showed much improvement, it wasn't going to go his way. But when you see the roster breakdown, you have Montrevious Adams, Tyson Alualu, Cam Hayward, DeMarvin Leal, Isaiah Loudermilk, Larry Ogunjobi, and Chris Wormley. I think you have to feel good about that, right? You have, a, you have depth at that position, plus you have that, that, that swing guy, the seventh man. Because in a traditional 3-4, you're only three linemen on the field at one time. Yes. Um, so you have six to make the two deep, and then you have that kind of floater guy. And so I look at it, it's Tyson, Cam, and Ogunjobi, your front line. Three. Right. And then you have Montrevious, I would say Wormley, and Isaiah Loudermilk as your second, and then DeMarvin Leal, because he's a young guy and because he definitely sh- he definitely sparked yes, in the last preseason game, that's your floater young guy that you want to keep in there to learn behind all of those great vets and, uh, and also push for playing time. I, I, I absolutely agree with you, Max. I mean, you know, again, the, the front three are what is going to be huge. And then Chris Wormley, because of the fact that you're going to play a lot of the, you know, sub-package football, and he provides – he had seven sacks last year. I mean, that's pretty pretty good stuff when you consider Especially that – for a D-line, yeah. yeah, and this type of defense. Absolutely. So, I like that, and I like the, the work that Isaiah Loudermilk has done. He's obviously improved. And, uh, and the fact is, you're going to get some reps, I think, for DeMarvin, Liel. I think uh, DeMarvin showed, you know what, just like you said, he sparked, he popped. He, he was 
you know, out there and, and, and gave some good, great effort and, and had some good results. So I think def- defensive line, I like it. We go to inside linebackers. You got Miles Jack, you got Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, and Mark Robinson. I, you know, for, for Marcus Allen, you, you could almost see this coming when you pull a hammy and you sit out the entire preseason. It's difficult to find your and dig out a, a niche on the, on the roster. Well, and and to have a guy like Mark Robinson who was who was flashing every single game, right? And so it's different if you have that injury and nobody's really flashing. Then it makes it easier to like, okay, well, we know when Chico gets healthy, okay, we could plug and play right. him because there's nobody out here right now. But when you have a kid like Mark Robinson who has splashed, who is just instinctual, you know that he's still got a high ceiling left in him because he's just learning this position. He hasn't fully grasped the nuances of playing inside backer because he's a former running back for all intents and purposes, except for one year in college. So I like, I agree with what, why they did it. And I see why they did it, but yeah, it's unfortunate you lose Chico because he did have that hybrid type of ability, but you say, man, we could possibly have a guy who can compete for a starting job in a couple of years. And then now we've reestablished the depth that we lost since uh, losing Ryan Shazier that we've been kind of grasping at the entire time to find that depth and find that right rotation. And you still bring in a Miles Jack, who I think is going to be a phenomenal um, addition and complement to this defense, especially running the mic, being the green dot guy for the for this defense. You know, I got a lot of respect for Miles Jack's game. You know, I mean, you watch him. Uh, he, 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 he reads and he accelerates through the gaps that I just – it's been fun watching because you see a difference – when he's out there versus other guys, do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. he, he demonstrates what you the very the very look of a, what a downhill banger is. That's what yeah. he is. You know, Vince Williams, uh, the Mark Robinson. Mark Robinson is very similar. When they when they shoot their gun is a the is the nomenclature they'll use. All right, meaning that's that's they make a decision, boom, and you go. It's 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 all like explosive stuff. And I love watching Mark Robinson and Miles Jack is is even is just as much of that guy that that sparks and boom away he goes. It's fun to watch good downhill banging football. Well, you're absolutely right, and I think that, you know I, I will say this because one of my best friends is James Ferrier. It's nice. It's not. It's nice to see a fifty-one out there that yeah. that, that that that's that's leading that squad, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it brings me back to our early two thousands defenses and seeing five-one at the Mike at the Mike Backer position. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a fun group, and and we saw Devin Bush flash, which I'm happy about as well to see him kind of start to start to break the chains, right? Uh, yep. of, of of that mental block that he had that obstacle that was in him that said, you know, hey, am I still injured? I got to protect my knee. You started to see Devin Bush of old kind of emerge in this last game with that playing time. And then, of course, Robert Spillane. I think you're talking about a core four special teams type of guy that can also come in and, and, and lay the wood um, <laughs> when, when you need him to. When you need a little attitude adjustment, you can call Bobby Spillane in there and, of course, his magical mustache um, to, uh, to, to, to do some work. So now I'm happy with that inside backer rotation of those four. All right, okay, Wolf, well, before we get into it, we still got DBs. We got outside backers to get to, um, but we're going to step aside real fast. And on the other side, we're going to finish up the defense and also finish up wrapping the show here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. 
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right. It is a Ninja Appreciation Wednesday here on In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks. You've heard from all of them. In fact, uh, in our little in our little chat group, I made sure I made a special poster for them, um, you know, it, just letting us know what we appreciate having the guys there. It was Tom, Zach, and, of course, Ninja Jacob, um, all led by the fearless leader, uh, Sensei Lamb, uh, in the group. And then, of course, special guest appearance by Master Wes, a.k.a. Master Splinter. AKA the rat that does it all. Um, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Max, too. The, the, the crossover between the three ninjas and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle references that you made in all of our group chats. As a, ni- as a 90s kid, I mean, you're just tugging at my heartstrings with the, with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the three ninjas. Those were, those were staples of my childhood. So I appreciated that. Thank you. No, wait, my, my pleasure. I mean, when I look at it, you know, because I'm an 80s baby, but I was all, I'm also a 90s kid. And so. I looked at as soon as we started talking about this, like, let me find these movie posters and let me make, let me doctor them up a little bit. Love. And of, of course you had to go cartoon splinter. Cause that's what we know. That's how we first were introduced to master splinter uh, and Michelangelo with his pizza eating, which reminds me of Wolf, but we're going <laughs> to, but I digress, but I digress. Uh, you know, we're here. Or, I, just or I digest. <laughs> yes. Wolf digests while I digress. <laughs> Digesting donuts, that there is. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, as we, as we finish up, also, you know, the, the roster uh, trimmed down and also what we expect to be the game day roster. I'm sure there's still some other moves we're still working on. You know, what that practice squad looks like for this squad um, and how those positions get filled out uh, for the team. Let, let's continue to look at the defense and we've gone through the defensive line. We have seven guys on that squad. Just a quick recap. Montrevious Adams, Tyson Alawalu, Cam Hayward, DeMarvin Leal, Isaiah Loudermilk, Larry Ogunjobi, and Chris Wormley. We talked about the inside backing position. We knew this was a three-man weave at the beginning. Right. We knew that Miles Jack and then Robert Spillane and Devin Bush were alternating to figure out what the best combination was. We add Mark Robinson, the rookie from Ole Miss. First, uh, you know, first year in the league, second year, you know, Second year at the linebacking position, former really? running back. And what, what a tremendous job he's done. But now we turn our attention to the, the show ponies. The, the, the feast de resistance <laughs> when it comes to the sacking art that yes. is quarterback sacks. And the outside backing group, Wolf, just uh, take us down the, the two deep of this squad and also your thoughts, emotions, and, uh, and rantings and ravings. <laughs> <laughs> always, always ranting and ravings. Look, with the great T.J. Watt, and then you've got Alex Highsmith, I think they're a great starting duel. A lot of people I know, they're saying they expect more. I expect some big things from Alex Highsmith this year. He's got a little bit of a rib injury. He's got to come off it. He looked fit and trim, ready to go when he came to camp, and he's not disappointed at all. T.J. is, well, he's the reigning defensive player of the year, exactly what you'd expect. Derek Tuska is a guy, when I watched him in his last game, he did some good work setting the edge in that run defense. Um, did so, He's good special teamer. Uh, his pass rush is, you know, it's, it's, it's legitimate. 
You know, I mean, it's not like it's not T.J. Watt and it's not Alex Highsmith, but it's still a legitimate rush. He does a good job there, and I think going out and getting Malik Reed was a great move by the Steelers and Omar Khan and Andy Weidel. You know, in in improving the room with the guys with the depth of the guys that you got, because the other guys, Delonte Scott and. Hamaka Rashid, Rashid, I'm sorry, Hamaka. I never did get it right the entire time that you were here. But Hamaka <laughs> Rashid, no need to apparently. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. You know, you just sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you just feel bad. That was a dagger. Yeah, I, I yeah, that was. But you know, that's the way we roll. Um, but I, I like now that you've got some some good addition there with with uh, Malik Reed. No, I I agree. You bring a guy who also brings sacks with him yep. and a resume yeah. and over 700 snaps played in the last two years. So you know Four that minutes. he's used to coming in off of the bench and kind of, and kind of being that guy that you need. So I, I like it. I think, you know, we, we know what Ter- Derek Tuska provided um, last year uh, when we were going through the whole Melvin Ingram debacle, right? right. And when he's upset yes. and wants to be paid more, this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. Shipping to Kansas City. Um, yep. But – you know, Derek Tuska has shown us what he can do, and, and he's been that competent backup, especially to TJ. And then now for Alex Highsmith, you bring in a Malik Reed, another guy who can go opposite TJ or Alex at any moment and provide some quality rush and also provide some quality, you know, just defensive play. And he has a resume already. And it's, not, it's, not, it's not a guess. It's not a wonder. He's a, it's in stone. It's on film what he can do and those 15 sacks that he already has. That that's a that's a nice welcome uh, welcome add addition to a team that's already been leading the league in sacks over the last five years. You continue to add that type of depth and that ability. Uh, it's a positive, um, no doubt. But here's the thing: now we're going over to the defensive back group. We got to hit it fast, we, yeah, bud. Yeah, we we we, we had ten of them. Yep. And I think we hit on all of them. I think the one surprise is that Demonte Casey wasn't IR'd, and that we will keep him. Um, and that he, that means he will be able to play. I right. think also Miles Killebrew staying in the fold is really nice. But uh, we were right on James Pierre. Yep. Um, being the other guy over Justin Lane. Hey, we were right on Minka Trey too. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Captain, Who's that guy? Captain Obvious here. Captain Obvious. Captain Obvious. <laughs> reporting live to you from in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. I think that Levi Wallace guy is going to stick around. Yeah, I don't know. I think so. I think so. I think so. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, just general impressions about Two the defensive minutes. back group. Yeah. I, you know, thing about it, Camp Sutton has just – I thought he's had an outstanding training camp in preseason. Uh, Keller Witherspoon, another guy who upgraded. So, now he made the battle with Levi Wallace very interesting. And then you take a look and you think Arthur Mollette, you know, uh, a, a legitimate NFL dude, a, a uh, run-heavy nickel possible contender for playing time you got that going in there then you've got you know Terrell Edmonds who had I think a fabulous training camp Terrell that three that quarters with the three safeties that's going to be fun stuff to watch and of course Miles Killebrew and Trey Norwood and DeMonte Casey again get get healthy quick DeMonte because I really think he's going to be a big plus in the secondary this year yeah, he, he's, got, he's got some packages schemes specifically for him. I can't wait to see that. But like you said, in the meanwhile, we do have Miles and Trey who are going to kind of man that. And they also did some of that three safety look stuff. So it's going to be really fun to watch that that new quarters and kind of disguising one some minute. things. But at, at the D, at the D line position, it, it, it's definitely one of those where, 
you know, I look at it and I say, we got, we got some quality DBs. You know, Terrell Austin was looking for four. He got five. And I'm happy about that, and that's going to give us some good things. Absolutely. I am excited over the quarter's possibility. What we saw with the, the work of Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, and DeMonte Casey working in there together at that point in time, I think that's going to be some really cool stuff. Boy, oh boy, I don't know. I'm excited, Max. I mean, hey, we're only, what, 11, 12 days out from, from Cincinnati? Uh, T-minus. T-minus. 11 yeah. days. 11 days. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we are also T-minus a few donuts here because they have disappeared <laughs> uh, an awful surprise. lot here. Yes, There's no big surprise here, but I do know this. There's no surprise. God willing, Max and I will be back tomorrow. We're looking forward to it. Got practice today. Max, have a great day, brother. Great job. And remember, go out and hug your ninja today, right? We'll be back. Yep, absolutely. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 